Let the holiday weekend begin. Hi, everybody. Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast, also along with the MMA Cycles Podcast, reading the MMA Cycles free weekly newsletter column for the week beginning July 3rd, 2023. One, of course, interrupted for two days this week by holidays in the U.S. financial markets. Uh, Monday will be a half day and then Tuesday will be an off day. Then it seems like it's crickets until Labor Day. <laughs> it's, trading gets pretty thin. A couple of things before we dive into the newsletter this week. If you go on YouTube to the Merriman Market Analyst YouTube channel, there was a video called Casual Cosmic Conversations, June 28th, 2023. I thought it was so fun. It's Ray, his wife, Antonia Langsdorf, and Ray's daughter, Allie, all doing this little chit-chat conversation. And it is delightful. Some good astrology in there, too, along with some good market commentary. But that would be a fun watch over the holiday weekend for you. And then this newsletter, I'm just going to say, you know how the thing where they say, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it? Well, wait for it, because at the end of this one, we have a big astrological firecracker for you. So let's jump into this week's newsletter. It's all on MMACycles.com. The free newsletter link is at the top. And beginning with a couple of news quotes, first of all, from the Wall Street Journal on Thursday. Quoting says, Fed Chair Jerome Powell has signaled that officials are prepared to raise rates at the Fed's July 25th and 26th meeting after holding them steady at their meeting earlier this month. Our commitment isn't to a particular number of rate hikes. It's a stance of policy that's sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to 2%, Powell said. Then this quote on Friday from Christopher Wood with Grizzle Research and Quant. The U.S. decision to freeze Russian foreign exchange reserves is, to this writer, the most monumentous decision in international finance since Richard Nixon broke the U.S. dollar's link with gold in 1971. The long-term consequences of that decision could prove profound consequences, as hinted by the record central bank buying of gold last year, which has continued into the first quarter of this year. End quote. Now Ray's comments, the pre-holiday market week was in a celebratory mood for the U.S. and most of the other world stock indices. This was not surprising following the low on Monday, June 26th, as Mars squared Uranus, touching off the Mercury-Pluto square in the New York Stock Exchange chart, as we discussed in last week's column, as a time for a low. This was followed by Neptune turning retrograde on Friday, June 30th, a time that often coincides with a state of irrational exuberance. Even though the Fed announced it would likely hike rates soon, which is the policy that led to the large declines of 2022, investors seemed to not care this time around. Perhaps they no longer trust the Fed's guidance, since they have changed their narrative so many times in the last 18 months. That would certainly fit the nature of Neptune. The path of gold and silver was opposite to that of equities until Friday. Gold fell to a new three-month low on our June 29th three-star CRD, geocosmic critical reversal date. But silver held its low for the prior week for a case of intermarket bullish divergence. Then both rallied nicely with Friday's Sagittarius factor after starting out the day lower. Bitcoin retested its yearly high on Friday, but then had a sharp pullback of nearly $2,000 when the SEC declined filings from large companies 
to offer an ETF on the spot Bitcoin market as inadequate. However, the filings can be resubmitted with more complete information. Crude oil continued to languish near the $70 mark, but did in fact rally the last three days of the week as Neptune, which co-rules this market, turned retrograde on Friday. Now the short-term geocosmics and a quote from Thursday's Wall Street Journal. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. The seemingly inevitable matchup dramatizes a massive failure. Whoever wins, the country loses. What genius invented this election? Ray says the holiday week will begin with a Venus-Uranus square on July 2nd, the first of three that will unfold between now and September 29th due to the retrograde motion of Venus, which starts July 22nd. This suggests a very interesting summer for both Venus retrograde and Venus square Uranus in the money sign of Taurus indicates suddenly changing central bank policies that can affect interest rate-sensitive markets like treasuries and currencies. In fact, they can also correspond to sudden reversals in equity, copper, corn, and soybean prices as well. So it looks like this may be a summer of unusually high volatility. After the first Venus-Uranus passage this weekend, along with a full moon on Monday, July 3rd, the geocosmic climate becomes quiet until July 20th to the 22nd. Then the next Big Bang erupts as Mars opposes Saturn, warlike and hot. The Sun opposes Pluto, possible threats and danger to crops and life. Jupiter semi-squares Neptune, floods, and more irrational enthusiasm or panic. And the biggest bang of them all, Venus turns retrograde. It's all about money and love, and why can't we all just get along? Why can't we be given choices we want instead of only choices we don't want? Be wary of people who are jealous in matters of love and envious of others who have earned money and success. And now this week's fireworks in the longer-term thoughts. The quote from Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal on Thursday gets us started. The war, Mr. Prigozhin said, was launched under false premises. Ukraine wasn't the aggressor. President Vladimir Zelensky wanted agreements. Russia's defense ministry, quote, is trying to deceive society and the president and tell us a story about how there was a crazy aggression from Ukraine and that they were planning to attack us with the whole of NATO, end quote. This was a beautiful story. But the special operation was started for different reasons, chiefly to enrich the oligarchs and the ruling elite. The task was to divide material assets in Ukraine. And then this from the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday, June 28th. Jimmy Carter lost the 1980 general election by a landslide to Ronald Reagan. So it's difficult to understand why Joe Biden continues to follow the Carter Malay's playbook today. Now Ray's comments. Last week was the aftermath of an incredible previous week which witnessed that one-day surprising mutiny of the Wagner Group against the Russian government. The revolt shocked Russia's leaders because the group advanced unimpeded on its march towards Moscow before suddenly deciding to stand down. 
What was that about? Although the rebellion was short-lived, it exposed major weaknesses in Putin's power to protect the country from invasion. Now, many geopolitical analysts are calling this the beginning of the end of Putin's reign of terror. His days may be numbered. But the possibility of an implosion in Russian governance should not come as a surprise to readers or listeners of these reports and the annual forecast books over the past few years, and in particular the Forecast 2023 book, which is also available on audio. You read or heard it here first how the 36-year Saturn-Neptune conjunction of February 2026 has an uncanny correlation to the end of Russian governance as it was known prior to that aspect. You also read it here first in 2020 that the Joe Biden presidency and his economy would closely resemble that of Jimmy Carter. Both were elected during the 45-year Saturn-Uranus waning square aspect. You also read it here first that there would be a modern-day renaissance starting around this same time, 2023 to 2026, led by inventions and innovations in technology and communications, as denoted by Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, all entering new signs, similar to what transpired during the Italian and European Renaissance of the 15th century. This, too, was covered in great detail in Forecast 2023, but originally was presented in the 2020 to 2022 books. Takes just a while for the rest of the world and the news to catch up with our understanding of the cosmos and its correlations with historical events and trends. In the past, we have given different names to these rare periods when long-term geocosmic cycles have unfolded that we think will have a profound, transformational influence on human activity as they have in the past. We coined the phrase the Capricorn Climax in the mid-1980s to describe the 1988-1993 period when Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and the lunar north node all conjoined in the sign of Capricorn. That coincided with the fall of Soviet communism, the Berlin Wall, and the transition of the way the world conducted business, moving from brick-and-mortar retail shopping to the world of online transactions. As we left that period in the mid-1990s, we pointed our readers to the next powerful configuration involving the outer planets of 2008 to 2015, a period we coined as the cardinal climax, for Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto would all be entering cardinal signs, along with Jupiter and Saturn, too, forming a powerful cardinal T-square with one another for the first time since the Great Depression. Indeed, it was another economic depression, now called the Great Recession of 2008 to 2011, when many companies and even nations like Greece went bankrupt or suffered credit downgrades. Then the current worldwide debt crisis exploded under the experimental policies of central banks known as QE, quantitative easing, and ZERP, zero interest rate policies, and out-of-control fiscal stimulus spending by many governments of the world, including the United States. And now we are headed into another powerful geocosmic configuration involving the major outer planets. We will henceforth refer to this as the Aries Vortex. 
In February 2026, Saturn and Neptune will both enter Aries in a powerful conjunction aspect at the world universal degree of zero Aries. Additionally, Uranus in Gemini will form a trine to Pluto in Aquarius, and their midpoint will be near the zero Aries point. So this is not only a Saturn-Neptune conjunction and a Uranus-Pluto trine, but also a double sextile aspect between Saturn and Neptune to both Uranus and Pluto. It will look like an arrow with the zero Aries point at the tip, hence acting like a cosmic vortex, attracting a powerful energy that brings together the principles of Saturn and Neptune and Uranus and Pluto. According to colleague and astro-researcher Daniel Gordon, who initiated the discussion on creating a name for this cosmic event, nothing like this has ever happened before. Yes, there are remarkable similarities to the mid-1400s and the European Renaissances, but nothing involving the four outermost planets sharing the universal degree of zero Aries, which represents the end and beginning of the astrological signs. And even though it is not exact until early 2026, the themes of this unusually powerful geocosmic combination are already underway as of December 21, 2020, when Jupiter and Saturn began the 160-year Air Epoch, or the New Era, A-I-R-A, a term coined by colleague Cat Powell, and their conjunction was at zero degrees Aquarius. This was then followed by the ingress of Pluto into Aquarius, that same zero degrees, March 23, 2023. So you can see and feel it start to unfold now. The direction of humanity is undergoing an enormous change of direction, and we are not quite sure exactly where it will end up. Typical of Saturn and Neptune. But we experientially know that it's happening. We are aware of the dangers and the hopes this Aries vortex poses. We were, and are, prepared for it to happen in our understanding of the correlation of geocosmic cycles to cycles in human activity. After all, this awareness and understanding is the real value of astrology to society. And that so well concludes this week's newsletter and fireworks show. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> More to come. We'll see you on Monday for the Fun Astrology Podcast as normal. Thanks for joining us here. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. And for those of you in the United States, a great Independence Day holiday. 